But it, it's it's just interesting as to who is predicting which way the market will go. Yeah, I guess as I was reading through some of the notes, I was thinking about our, our boy Simon Presley at Propiology. I know there's some info in there, but yeah, he often says that kind of, yeah, looking at all this data is at those big centres of Melbourne, Sydney. Our kind of market here in Hobart is, is slightly different. And then in some of his notes, he's predicted, you know, Hobart, Burnie, Devonport, pretty good spots to, to still continue to look. Mm, um, yeah. I might have misquoted him then, but mm. he'll be fine with it. I'm sure he'll be fine. He'll be in Devonport, but I'll check him out. pretty close, yeah. <laughs> going one, going quiet, sold. You're listening to The Property Pod. All right, guys, welcome back to The Property Pod, your weekly engagement into real estate here in the Hobart Marketplace. I'm your host, Aaron Horn. It's 2023, first crack off the rank, bugging it up right at the end on the landing. Crank. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you say weekly in that opening, yet here we are in February. No, <laughs> no, no. It's been, it's been holidays. Yeah, it's holidays. People have been away. It is um, a government-mandated um, breather between podcasts. You can't podcast every week of the year. It becomes way too um, oversaturated in the market. You, ah, everyone's got to have a breather. Yeah. Fair enough, then. <laughs> no, we're back. We're in action. Uh, it's fun. People have missed us. I've had. I've, yeah. We're only saying off mic. I've had about five people say... Where's the show? Is it over? Please be over. (laughs) (laughs) It's not over. (laughs) No, welcome back. It's 2023. It's a new year. Uh, We're here. We're in the same studio, all at the same spots. How are we doing, guys? How are you, John? Mate, I feel good. I feel really good. Actually, it is nice to be back because I missed you, boys. Pretty much for the whole of January, you weren't really here. No, well, um, Pat, you can probably fill us all in on um, your adventures, just kind of let the listeners know where you were. Yeah, I decided to go caravanning, become one of those grey nomads, but not so grey. It's so funny. (laughs) I'm getting grey if I let it grow as well. (laughs) It's one of those things where, yeah, I'd said to you three or four years ago, hey, do you reckon you'd ever do a a caravan trip with your kids? bloody way. (laughs) Exactly. And six weeks away, two weeks in, I thought, why am I doing this? (laughs) (laughs) So where did you go? Uh, headed up to Early Beach, so middle of Queensland, I guess you'd describe it. Yep. And your folks have a place on the coast. Coast, yeah. Yep. So you went there for beach. Chrissy. Yeah. So Christmas at Broad Beach. Uh, you know, hit the beach, hit the sand, sun, all that stuff. It was good fun. Normally we'd be jealous of that down here in Hobart for Christmas, but we had absolute cracking weather on Christmas oh, yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. But have you had enough sun that you still have a three? Oh, three-pronged tan. Yeah. tan. Oh, I've got beautiful. it. <laughs> <laughs> My foot has still got that, that fong tan. Please walk nicely. around with no shoes on for the, for the, rest, for the next month. <laughs> so, I thought it would have gone by now, but it hasn't, so it's nice. <laughs> so what did you learn on your uh, adventures up north? What what kind of – give us a brief elevator pitch of, of what you saw, what you liked, what look you didn't I, like. Look, I learned Queensland's incredibly hot, and I don't know why people want to live there. <laughs> but if you don't and you want to move to Tasmania, John and I would love to help you out. We so got you back. If yeah. that heat is getting to you, we're here to help. <laughs> Stuck the landing. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Nice. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, it's just really real. Like, it's weird no daylight savings as well in Queensland. Yeah. It's a bit I can't mm. get my head around. Like, well, the cows don't like it. Oh. That's why they cancelled it. It was literally like they tried it, tried it one year. They kind of said like, oh, we'll see how we go. It's too hard to get up and milk them if the clock's an hour back the other way. <laughs> yeah, they get the cows, don't cows in any other state <laughs> in Australia don't have that issue? Yeah, they're just used to it. They've got eye watches or something like that. Or <laughs> I'm going to go with that. One yeah, look, we can, you can fact check me on it, but I'm pretty sure there's something to do with... Uh, with the cows. Look, I'd, I'd never it. had a reason for it, but now that is my reason. <laughs> <laughs> the cows don't like I don't it. Care what, if it's true or not. I'm going to fact check this. I'll be back next week yeah. with, the, with the cows. Yep. 
I'll chuck it in chat GBT. It'll help me out. Oh, that'll work. <laughs> no, but apart from that, Abby and I did bike riding, mucked around, went to a lot of housing estates being constructed up the coast, up the highways. Mm. But on the mainland, up. like they do it differently. Like here in Tassie, you see a subdivision go up, it's 30 houses. Over there, it's like 500 houses, a school, a Woolworths. Like a, they do a whole they, city. They yeah. build a city in one hit. So you drive up the highway and you get an hour out of Melbourne and then all of a sudden – you know, Parklands opening soon, and you see the billboard, and it's not just a subdivision; it's a whole city they're building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's kind of like remember that time ages ago back on the pod we spoke about those mega cities they built in China, mm. trying to get everybody to move out of the cities, and now they're just these abandoned ghost yep. towns because yep. they're just like everybody move out of where you've grown up and lived all your life. Nah, not interested. <laughs> just, just ghost cities. It's crazy. Yeah, well, I guess these cities are working re- relatively well because people can afford to buy, so they're forced to yes. live in those areas. But, no, it was interesting just seeing how different states do it. Well, the, I guess it must be much uh, – well, way better thought out, though, because rather than just a whole just clut of houses, it's got – well, all your services are already integrated into that hub. Mm. So, boom, you've got a new community. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. town planning is – actually, we were in Launceston just last weekend for um, Festivali, went up there with the family, and where we stayed was kind of in old Launceston, like just near the hospital. Yeah, yeah. And trying to navigate some of those little side streets, which are one way and tiny yeah. little things where in this maze. Mm. Um, mm. And you just think like, oh, yeah, like town planning has come a long way now where it's like oh. – oh, yeah. yeah. No, you're right. And when we're in Canberra, that's exactly how – it's a big you really notice oh, it there yeah. because Canberra's been actually, was actually an architectural competition when they built that city. Oh. Really? So there's actually a whole museum you can go in Canberra about how they designed the city of Canberra and why it flows so well. And it does. You just drive after driving through Queensland and Sydney and you get to Canberra and you're like, This place is just Yeah, holy nice. moly, I don't get anywhere. Yeah, hey, I'd live here and Abby's like, No, he wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're in so the army, work drive here. <laughs> well, speaking of driving, I know like this is a, a little grumble, but um, while we were away, there was that um, the time that the whole city came to a standstill with that truck fell over on the. Oh. It actually felt like a heist was happening. I thought there was like a truck that fell over on the Tasman Bridge, yeah, a, a crash on the Bowen Bridge, and I think something happened on the Southern Outlet. It was like this calculated oh, right. Ocean's Eleven style um, thing. We're like, we're going to take out all the major arterial roads. Then we're going to hit Fort Knox. It was like Die Hard 3. So I love that. Even, see, we don't even know. Maybe in the basement underneath, you know, the wharf is a giant federal For- reserve of gold for Australia. <laughs> it well could be. It could be it. We could be onto something here. We should start a true crime podcast. The day I, Hobart I, stood still. I, I do distinctly remember that day. There was like that music just cranking everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't yeah, put I thought my it was just a, why. Yeah, like, I just thought it was a mofo yeah. thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe they're in on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I wouldn't put it past Walshie. <laughs> the submarine was going under the dirt into the secret bunker. He, he did just advertise that he won $80 million or something. Maybe oh, it's right. a cover story. Guys, well, let's pitch. Let's No more property talk. Let's, maybe there was gold in the Lake Illawarra under the bridge. Ah, oh, I've worked this all out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Conspiracy podcast every Thursday. Oh, can we ever get this on back tra- back yeah. on track? We can. We just got to find out what Johnny Mac did on his uh, little period away. We just got to catch up with you. How was your time um, over Christmas? Well, ours was just spent with family, actually, um, and then just doing little small bits, uh, renovations at the home and at our investment property. Yep. Um, so it wasn't uh, – because both of my brothers were down, which is always great, so we spe- try and spend as much time with them as possible, and Luke announced that he's getting in- he got engaged. Yeah, I heard, yeah. So we're, next week, um, I suppose, if we're released today, yeah. get, actually going, he's getting, going to his wedding. Now, I heard that he had a big reveal planned, and your dad squished that on the head by just stuffing it up. <laughs> uh, oh, I think Luke wanted to do more than – 
um, is yeah, his fiance Amy. Was it a song? Uh, yeah, that was originally going to do a song. Yeah. Um, but and Chris says something along the lines, "Well, I hope it's not about getting engaged or something like that." Oh, he could have done. Might <laughs> 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 Surprise, done. <laughs> well, we'll have to fact check that as well. But yeah, well, that's what the the rumor in the office was when I came back, and I was like, if, if, "Mind you, it's that thing where if you're to consider his personality, that's exactly something he would accidentally do." <laughs> yeah, just uh, stick his foot in and be like, "Damn it!" But it was a, it was a genuine surprise. It was really nice. Yeah, well, my was, my yeah. aunt was watching the project or something the other night. She said he had a ring on, and I was yeah. just like, "Holy moly!" Like, what is she zooming yeah, in? Yeah, that's what iPad? I said. <laughs> but yeah, I actually watched him on Taskmaster Master yeah. last week. Hilarious. It's, that is a good show. So good. Random ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he won the, um, when he died, have you watched it? No, not this week. Uh, he, uh, we, he had to make a video of his lifetime and it was, that you was know, brilliant. one minute, he had 45 minutes to make it. And then he's like, and. And Luke died winning the Sex Olympic, no, Sex Grand Final. <laughs> and I lost it. It was so good. I think what he said in uh, his social post where his uh, you know, older brother, Tom Gleeson, and I could just imagine those guys must just give each other hell. Yeah, the red-headedness of them. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, the, the band is bloody good. Oh, I really enjoyed it. No, that. very yeah. very entertaining. So Channel 10, check out uh, Luke on Taskmaster. Yeah, yeah. But for me, it was pretty, pretty cruisy, um, which is fine. I didn't really need any more, to be honest. Nice. Um, I worry about uh, some, some bigger holidays down the road. Very nice, very nice. Well, we've uh, had our um, prerequisite banter at the start of the show. It was yeah. put into our show notes by Nino. Thank Thanks you by Nino. that. Yeah, yeah, Appreciate you. that. Uh, <laughs> jumping into the market, it's um, it's interesting. Look, I wanted to kind of, I wanted to put a positive spin on some things out there. Um, day of recording yesterday, the Mercury came out with a huge headline on the front cover: eighty k uh, drop in housing prices mm. could be uh, pretty dire out there for people. What it I wanted was a big heading too. It took up like half the front page of the newspaper. How you sell papers, baby? But then I had to remind myself that nobody reads the newspaper, so it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> like it was a pretty negative page. It was. It was, and it's interesting. Lots of the mass media out there is about the uh, the trickiness of the market out there. You guys are working in it every day. You guys are um, even while you're off. I know you're getting phone calls, and you're you're always working. Even if you're up the east coast of Australia, you're still plugged into the system unfortunately yes always still playing around <laughs> yeah what are the conversations that you guys are finding out there at the moment like we could run through a bunch of stats here about how the market was booming it's kind of gone back to pre-covid levels we're talking corrections in the past it does yeah. seem to have shifted and when there's big headlines like that it does seem to lead people to kind of hit the uh, panic button yeah yeah what's happening out there hit us with what you're talking to your vendors about what you're talking to buyers about What's, what's the story that you guys are finding uh, as your truth? Well, I'd, I'd say the the fear of missing out has gone out of the market. So on a general sense, we go hark back three years ago, two years ago, um, the buyers were in that emotional sense thinking, God, I have to buy now, otherwise I'm going to miss the boat. So it's that real driver of prices uh, emotionally where they feel they just have to buy something. And it's understandable because I think between 2017 and now, it was like 93% prices grew. So yeah. for people that were trying to buy between over the last couple of years, every month they waited, they had to pay more money to yeah, buy a house. Tempest. It was mad. So that's why there mm. was that real sense to try get things done ASAP because mm. they were worried that, you know, if it takes me six months to buy a house, I'm probably going to spend another fifty thousand dollars doing it. Yeah, or, or well, I can't even afford it anymore. Uh, yeah. So, are we in the inverse of that now, where every month I'm not buying? That's right. I'm going to be paying less. Is that the vibe that's out there on the street? That'd be that'd be the sentiment. That how, from my experience, the way they're looking at it, it's like there there's no more rush now. Uh, they can be a little bit more patient. What else have you got? I'll, I'll just wait. I'll mm. see. I'll see what happens. 
you know. So whereas before it's like I have to get in, it's like I'll see what happens. Oh, good, no rush. So for us, you know, in, um, even one of our properties, it's we're reconnecting with a buyer three to four weeks later that's going to purchase it, um, and they were they needed that little bit of push. Mm. So it's a uh, because that house was still available. We'd had a, uh, a price adjustment, and now they're like, okay, that's fair value. Now I'm going to go for it. Mm. Um, and so from in terms of that activity, we're seeing it more as a sort of a balanced market slash buyer's market where now um, sellers if you, if would say, look, if you want to have a crack at a price in this current market, I could probably guarantee that you're not going to get it. And that's where they've, they've seen their capital growth and then they're trying for even more. Yep. Uh, but the buyers just aren't. Um, in that same headspace anymore. So, um, for the sellers that are selling, why would I'm su- I'm suggesting make sure you're committed to the sale because it may not have that same price expectation that you could have got. And know, it also depends on how long that particular person's owned the property. Absolutely. If you've only owned the property for say 24 months, then you've probably got to bunker down and hold on to it for a bit longer if you can afford to, because yeah. you are probably going to lose some money on it. Mm-hmm. But if you've owned it, you know, for five or ten years. Like you've had exceptional growth. So even if mm. the prices do come back as what the Mercury a- argued, you know, 20% or whatever they were Less talking than, about. Yep. Yep. Actually, I think it worked out at 10%. 10% was, 10% was, yeah. So if we've had 93% price growth in the last five years yep. and they're predicting it's going to come back this year by 10%, mm. you are still making a lot of money. You've, you've done okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you just yeah. need to remind yourself of that. And the third thing to remember is like we always say is if you're buying and selling in the same market, it doesn't matter mm, mm. what you pay for the property and what you get for your property because it should balance out. Yeah, yeah. You come unstuck where uh, you sell and then you rent for a while or you don't get back into the market straight away and the market shifts and goes the opposite way, then yep. you become, come, I guess, left, left short. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it is interesting where um, from our – Interaction with buyers, they uh, the reshifted into being much more comfortable about just uh, indicating interest below the asking price, mm. um, which is reasonable because I suppose before they were expecting it to go up and they're expecting it to go down at this point. So as opposed to them instantly offering, well, you know, in Tasmania we shifted very much to offers over and we might find that that, um, that we, we discussed at our sales meeting the other day where we might start shifting the way in which the properties are advertised, moving back to fixed prices or offers around or, or different adjustments just to meet where the uh, buyers are. Yeah, it's funny. It to go. Ever since I've been working on the media side of things, it's been at this um, offers over um, language is being used mm. on all the pricing since, what, 2018, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd say. Oh, yeah, I'd, easy. It's been like that. Mm. And then, yeah, hearing kind of some of the conversations around the office be like, oh, I'm thinking about doing a buyer's range of, you know, like the low end of the spectrum, the high end of the spectrum, find the right price in the middle of here. And I was just like, mm. oh, man, like, yeah, there is a change. I've never seen it like this before. It's really interesting to see how the conversations are kind of navigating this thing. Or a few people have been setting like, here's the set price. price. If you pay this, you yeah, get. What would the owner take? What's on the paper? Yeah. yeah. It is going to be an interesting marketplace. Like, you know, the big four banks have all predicted pretty big losses this year, yep. um, ranging from anywhere from 8% right through to 16% price drops, which, once again, stress, we are 93% up. So mm, mm. still you're making money if you are selling in this market. Mm. But then you move across to some of the economists and they're predicting a different story. Like um, Nino's got here in his notes that um, – SQM Research is actually predicting 3 to 7% growth in most capital cities, providing interest rates don't go 
too sky high. Yeah. So, and was there a quarter of a percent rise yesterday, or half a percent rise? Was that? Well, it was one of them. I've stopped listening. <laughs> yeah, I know it's <laughs> too scary. Month, there's a new I'll one going. I'll get the letter from my bank soon. <laughs> <laughs> Every month, I'm just like, oh, well, it's more money. <laughs> but it, it's it's just interesting as to who is predicting which way the market will go. Yeah, I guess as I was reading through some of the notes, I was thinking about our our boy Simon Presley at Propiology. I know there's some info in there, but yeah, he often says that kind of yeah, looking at all this data is at those big centres of Melbourne, Sydney. Our kind of market here in Hobart is it's slightly different. And then in some of his notes, he's predicted you know Hobart, Burnie, Devonport, pretty good spots to to still continue to look. Mm, um, yeah. I might have misquoted him then, but mm. he'll be fine with it. I'm sure he'll be fine. He'll, he'll be in Devonport, but I'll check in Hobart. <laughs> pretty close, yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah, doing it for SEO Hobart purposes. Because <laughs> we don't have offices in Burnie and Devonport. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think for me, if I was thinking about buying in the marketplace, I think there is a window of opportunity there today. Like, mm. I think there is a sense of people being a bit worried out there in the market at the moment that worry will disappear at some point this year. Yep. So if you're brave enough to bite the bullet now and say, yes, I think you can secure a pretty good deal, mm. but I do think there will come a point at 2023 where everyone realises that this is the new normal, I may as well get on with my life, I may as well go back and buy a property. Mm. And that's when you're going to get unstuck and not get those really good, I guess, opportunities to negotiate and get a good price. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess um, I would think it's still very much you know, a numbers game. So... For a couple of times when I'm trying to help um, friends buy property at the moment, it's well, you know, he's in a difficult situation where it's his, um, there's different, uh, there's high levels of competition at very different price points. He is, uh, him and his family are looking for their second home. They've been out of the market for a while, but they're going to come under that home share scheme. Mm -hmm. And anything up to 500, they're just really having a hard time because it's still that, at four seventy to five hundred in the northern suburbs for a three bedroom house, like that's still except that shows really exceptional value. Yeah, and they're getting beaten time and time and time and time again. Um, but then once we move into this sort of five fifty six hundred, I'll just speak for Glenorchy specifically. Yeah, yep, that's perfect. Um, the that's when there's a real slow in because um, the median's starting to shift back from six hundred from twenty twenty two back into twenty twenty one. If looking at about five five fifty, and so unless the properties are immaculate you know, we're finding a little bit harder to be able to move that quickly if there's you know work that quote unquote needs to be done so we've still got a lot of competition for finished homes but anything that requires that fair bit of maintenance people are being a little bit more cautious about because of the rising cost of what they were caught lucky your neighbor's gone out and fixed <sighs> his home up i was about to say the exact <laughs> same thing pat did you be up to date with Aaron's are you up to date with my neighbor no what happened we were talking about him last year, my neighbour yeah. across the road oh, who's, who's been selling. Mm. Um, yeah, his kitchen needed a bit of work. He hadn't painted the side of the house, despite being a painter. But, <laughs> despite being yeah. a painter. <laughs> but, yeah, good news is he's, um, yeah, he's fixed up the backyard. He's gone and painted the whole house through. Like it was some quite um, elaborate colours, we'll say. <laughs> yeah. um, eccentric could be another E word that we Creative. could use. Creative colours. Has now kind of minimised the... Um, the palette to be a bit more um, nice. Sounds like he's listened to episode 12 with the property pod, I reckon. It's Probably, yeah. He's been – no, well, so here's the tricky <laughs> bit. He, he doesn't read the newspaper. He doesn't have Facebook. He's um, he's just a man of the world. Yeah. So he's not reading that uh, the market is shifting. Mm. So his expectations, every time he's added to his price, let's say he was appraised at 490, mm. he's like, no, I want 520. Mm. 
Okay, we'll try and achieve that. Oh, well, his agent, who's not us, yeah. will try and achieve that. Um, every time he's added, he's added a 10 grand yeah. to the price. So now his right. expectation is at like 570. Like I'll, I won't sell for less than 570. Mm. And he's coming over. He's coming over all the time. I'm, I'm trying to be a parent. <laughs> trying to be a parent here, bud. <laughs> and he's like asking me this question. I'm like, I still don't know the answers to any of this. <laughs> but my layman version of this is, you're too no, dear. You're too dear. Yeah, like, you, you haven't had much interest at 5.20, so you're not going to get extra interest at 5.70 because you've done a few extra things. But, yeah, talk to your agent. Hopefully your agent can help you out. I, <laughs> your neighbour can't. I'd, I'd heard that before, you know. It's like, oh, but maybe we're pricing it too cheap and people think there's something wrong with it. But, mate, it's not, you know, you're not fine art. Like, it's a, it's a house. Mm. It doesn't work on the same philosophy. But just in another update from um, my street and mm. um, issues that we had where we were talking about the guy with the really long grass, Yeah, that um, you, could I go and offer to mow his lawn uh, just on the off chance that would make my street look better and have better street appeal, not mm. the worst house on the street. He has done such a good job at whippersnippering it. He's been out in his tiny little short shorts. He's got, like, oh, the little stubby shorts with these tiny little white stick legs. Sarah even went by and at two the other day walking the dog. She said, it's looking really good, mate. And the smile oh, on his one. face was He must like, be getting ready to sell, I reckon. Yeah, it will be interesting, <laughs> yeah. He has done an immaculate job. So my street is looking cracker. Beautiful. There's a house opposite me that's for sale for about 570 if you're interested. Because <laughs> yeah, your neighbour's lawns are amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it could have freshly been, painted. It could have been like me. Like, I, my grass was the worst in the street for ages because I just didn't own a lawnmower or a whippersnipper for ages while we weren't living there. But now it's, it's always kept level. As a reminder, I do the same same routine. Oh, did you kill it off? Yeah, it's all. Uh, yeah, I just burnt it. <laughs> just what? set fire to lawns. I've managed to turn my nice green rental grass into yeah. straw. Fantastic. <laughs> it don't grow no more, John. Yeah. <laughs> so don't water it. It's fine. It's, yeah, it's, uh, it's crunchy straw now. Yeah, it's so eat less maintenance for you, mate. <laughs> mowed it once, and now she don't need mowing anymore. <laughs> Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Well, look, guys, it's great to be back in the studio. Uh, it's going to be an interesting year. Mm. Um, yeah, just market-wise, things are changing. It's going to be interesting. Uh, we'll try and keep a positive spin on it like we do here in the studio. But, yeah, it'd be interesting to kind of pick the brains of other people out there of, of how they're finding themselves. Um, well, I was only thinking about it this morning when just it'd be interesting to listen for my own sake. The conversations we had with the markets were very, very different. And like, what was the advice, et cetera, that we're saying at the time? I'd love um, just to listen to the smack that we talk. Yeah, you could. <laughs> <laughs> but you could probably, yeah, skip 90% of it. We just need like a podcast paraphraser that's like, yeah. takes all the rubbish out <laughs> and then you, you get a two minute bite of, of really good information. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, no, I'm with you, man. Like, yeah. It's, um, there's, there's a big shift. I mean, the way that we're operating is changing. Um, um, so, uh, from a yeah, practitioner's perspective, the conversations definitely are different and I'll be interested to see how they map out for the next six months. 100%, 100%. Well, welcome back. It's good to be back. We'll nice be back weekly. That's our promise from here on out. 100%. We'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the Property Pod for the first episode of 2023. Thanks, guys. See ya. See you, gentlemen. Bye. You have been listening to the Property Pod, recorded and edited by 414 Media House in conjunction with 414 Property Co. This podcast is general information only and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel and listeners should always seek then use their own investigation into any topic we discuss to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial or investment advice or recommendations expressed or implied and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services. 
No investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this information without first seeking qualified and professional advice.